0: imperfect science of connecting with your intuition. That's one of the topics we're going to talk about in today's podcast. The other topic is how you may not know the meaning of your inner guidance until after the fact. So today I'm recording this podcast in my living room. We have a small house and I don't actually have an office space that I can use just all to myself. It's an open floor concept on the bottom. And when COVID hit, I put a desk in our living room. There wasn't any other option for me because two children share one room, the oldest child gets their own room, and upstairs is one bedroom, which matches the floor plan of the downstairs living room which is our bedroom. And the desk and the computer were in there. And my husband worked from that space during COVID. But now that nobody's home, everyone's gone back to school. The businesses are asking employees to come back on location. I decided to record this downstairs in the generalized living area for a couple of different reasons. The first is it's imperfect in terms of noises. Sometimes the heater will kick on and you'll hear it make a loud noise. I've got a fruit dryer in the background and if you listen closely enough, you can probably hear the hum of the machine drying the fruit. What I want this to convey is the imperfect nature Of connecting with your intuition. There are always going to be things that draw your attention away in the inner and outer environment and they might draw your attention for quite some time and it might seem as if when your attention is drawn in another direction that your intuition and that connection is faulty or blocked or not working, which isn't the case. As I'm broadcasting this to you, simultaneously, there are noise disruptions in the background. One thing is not disrupting another, but it may appear that way if you focus your attention solely on one of those aspects. What will happen in that focus of attention is there will appear to be a diminishment of the other noises in the environment. If you enjoy reading and you like fiction stories, this concept makes sense. When you get so involved in a story, you don't hear the noises that surround you. Someone might be calling your name and you've got no clue. You can't hear them. The intensity of your focus on this particular imaginative realm is so strong you lose the ability, so to speak, to hear the other noises in your environment. You might even not notice that you're hungry or you have to go to the bathroom. This is an excellent example of focus of attention in that same vein you are probably focusing your attention to some degree on the idea of not being connected to your intuition in certain situations or circumstances. I recently sent out an email to my list where I talked about an example of, let's say you were an active medium and you enjoyed this on an amateur level. You gave readings to friends, you gave readings to family and maybe you even earned a little bit of money in this regard. But then it appears as if from time to time you get things wrong and you begin to doubt and question your ability to be intuitive and your ability to interpret the information accurately. What might be happening is that, for example, if you have an active belief in perfectionism, that that active belief in perfectionism is interrupting your ability to believe your intuitive nature. Because your intuition is coming through 100%, 100% all the time. There is absolutely zero problem with the connectivity with your intuition. The messages are coming through because they're coming from, in my opinion, the non-physical aspect of you or your spirit guides or some other esoteric aspect or multi-dimensional aspect of this reality is using your intuition as a communication device. It is only ever challenged by funneling energy, focusing energy through a belief in diminishment like perfectionism where it interrupts your ability to hear the communication clearly because you are so focused on this one thing. I know it doesn't feel that way. It feels a lot more confusing than that because it's hard to separate those two things, but there are layers of things that are happening in our reality. And the first one is that everything is funneled through a belief. Your belief in intuition, your belief in yourself as an intuitive your belief that intuition comes through in circum- certain circumstances but it doesn't come through in other situations or circumstances that's an example of a focus of attention a funneling of energy through a particular belief system it might not be perfectionism for you it might be just I can't trust myself I'm not a trustworthy individual in this regard You might have trust of self in other regards. Let's say you're an accomplished chef. You have full trust in your ability to be a chef and you understand intuition in that regard because you understand how it feels to be focused on food and the cultivation and the creation of food and what it feels like to be an intuitive creature for you in that regard. But in other situations or circumstances, you may not have that same level of trust and all that is is a belief in diminishment. That's just evidence of focus of attention. That's just evidence of funneling the abundance-based consciousness that is you through a particular shape. Beliefs can be understood if you think of them as shapes. Let's say perfectionism is the shape of a star. And when you're funneling energy through a star shape, the evidence on the other side will appear to be star-shaped. It's the way that it's funneled through. You may not have any negative beliefs about stars, and so it's hard to see how to jump from perfectionism to stars. But what I'm saying is it has a shape, and usually it's a shape of constriction with limiting beliefs. And limiting beliefs are in the shape of constriction. They're in the shape of diminishment. They're in the shape of not allowing you to see the wholeness that you truly are, the connectedness, the oneness that you are. So your focus of attention is really important. So play with that idea. See where you can unveil for yourself how you're moving energy through different belief systems and how that belief system is affecting your perception of your relationship with intuition. So as we wrap up this concept of imperfection in your connection with inner guidance see if you can weed out not only the levels of energy or structure that your consciousness is flowing through that will give you the perception or perspective that you have but also is there noise in your environment that you are focusing on that takes you away from receiving the intuitive guidance that you are meant to receive today in the way you're meant to receive it. If you're focused on all the background noise as an analogy and you're not focused on the communication from your inner guidance, from your intuition, it's going to seem as if you don't have a connection. That will be the assumption on your part when that is a faulty assumption because your intuition is coming through 100%, 100%, not not in any way diminished now let's move on to how you may not know what your inner guidance is leading you towards the meaning of the experience until after the fact this is one of those things where you need to learn to trust your inner guidance this is a relationship challenge where your higher self which is you on the non-physical level, you are in relationship with that perspective. Your physical perspective and your non-physical perspective have a relationship with one another. Your non-physical perspective has the bird's eye perspective. It knows exactly what you need and it knows what your limitations are in your thinking. It knows what you're resistant to. And so it's going to guide you down the path of least resistance. So it's going to help you giving you ideas that are going to lead you in a way that has the least amount of angst and stress and resistance in it. That's one of the reasons why it's important to learn to trust your intuition to trust your inner guidance. It has that broader perspective. So let's say you're being led by an exciting idea, an interesting idea, or you find yourself in a situation, whether it's a synchronistically aligned situation that you recognize as synchronicity, or it's just a situation. and. You know, you're supposed to say yes to the situation, but you can't extract the overall meaning right away. For example, I got a forearm tattoo yesterday. I researched the tattoo artist. I resonated with his work. I loved what he did. I made the appointment and yesterday I went down to get the tattoo. One of the things that I didn't have before I went there was an idea of what the tattoo was going to look like, because with this particular artist, you go down and he does the sketch right there after you've talked about your ideas. So he did the sketch and I loved it, but I didn't necessarily ascertain what the meaning was behind all the pieces in the tattoo. And I know that sounds weird because it's a tattoo, like there's no going back. You got to love what you're getting. And again, I did love it. I just did not know exactly how the meaning was going to be infused into the symbolism of the tattoo until today. So today I am looking at the tattoo and it's a stack of books in the middle of a triangle and it's symmetrical. There's a dot on the bottom and a dot on the top and branches on either side of this triangle filled with a stack of books. And it's very symmetrical. And when I saw the tattoo outline on my arm, I felt the resonance of it, but I didn't know exactly what the significance of the symmetry of the dots of the branches was. I knew what I was extracting from the meaning of the books, which is I write books. And also the knowledge of who you really are is incredibly powerful so my mission is to bring forth the knowledge and understanding to as many people who want it the nature of this reality the nature of the expansiveness of their consciousness but as I was looking at this tattoo I realized it represents what I have been talking about for probably the last year which is the benefit of knowing these two perspectives the non-physical perspective that you have and the physical perspective and I realized how beautifully this tattoo represents the culmination of those two perspectives the coming together of those two perspectives and right in the middle is the knowledge of who you are keep growing your awareness keep expanding your experience Know the benefit of your authentic self. It's just beautifully mirrored in this tattoo. I didn't realize it until now. And this is probably pretty profound because, like I said, it's not going to wash off. It's a tattoo. It's not going anywhere. But I trusted my inner guidance. I trusted the resonance of what it felt like to have this image, even in initial form where they just put the outline on your skin I knew that it felt right and I didn't even realize I was going to get it this big until it sat on my arm but I love the significance of the size the importance of the message the symmetry the dual perspectives and who we really are sitting right smack in the middle of it So this is just an example and probably a very significant one because it's not washing off, you know, with so many of our experiences, we can wash them off, so to speak, right? It's in the past. It's not in the present. We can forgive, we can move on. We can have a different perspective about the memory, but it isn't superimposed on your body until you transition out of this reality, but it represents the significance of trusting your inner guidance. If you know the sensation of what it feels like to trust your inner guidance, even if you don't know the full meaning of why you're trusting your inner guidance, you know that you will know after the fact, and that's enough. Some days it just has to be enough. And in fact, most of the time it has to be enough because intuition is, doesn't exist in the time space continuum like the physical focus does your higher self. And again, this is my definition of intuition. The guy that did the tattoo, we happen to be talking because he's Ukrainian and his family was over in Ukraine and he was stressed because of everything that's going on in Ukraine right now. But he had a different definition of intuition. He wanted to look at it as something that went through the physical mind and how the body gave chemical signals to itself that intuition was coming through. And that's fantastic because we do get chemical signals. You know, the the body is a physical construction. The alchemy inside, the hormones inside help signal us from a sensorial standpoint when intuition is coming through. That's part of the game that we're playing, right? It's a physical game. So for him, He looked at it through the lens of chemicals and hormones and sensations in the body, which is fantastic because it works for him. As an artist, he knows what it feels like to have an intuitive idea. So we don't have to agree that there's one definition because there isn't one definition. There are infinite definitions, but ultimately under that is the guidance mechanism of intuition. We all agree that it's a guiding mechanism and to some degree it involves the physical body. You know this meat suit that we wear because that's where we're translating those vibrations at the moment through our physical lens so where can you hook up with that sensation and where can you lean into trusting it more and then in hindsight acknowledge how you were being led Now, I know that can be kind of scary because, again, we just had the conversation about how it looks like intuition is wrong, right? If you're looking through a lens of diminishment, it's going to look like intuition is wrong. Intuition is never wrong. We may misinterpret what it says. We may push it through the fear-based belief system. We may not understand how everything goes through a belief system, even the idea of intuition. So it may look like as if we're blocked. It may look like we got the wrong information. It may look like we can't trust intuition. But you can when you understand these two different perspectives. The fact that you it's always going through a belief system. And if it's moving through a belief in diminishment, then it's going to feel like you can't trust your intuition. But you can. It's not wrong. It's got the bird's eye view. So when we misinterpret it, We need to look at, well, where did the misinterpretation happen? Did it happen because I was doubting myself? Did it happen because I wasn't worthy? Did it happen because the other person said, no, that's not it? When it might have been it, and they decided they were going to reject the idea because it scared them. You know, there's a billion different reasons why, you know, it might look as if it was wrong, but you are creating your own reality, therefore, you are never creating a wrong situation. Even situations of constriction, of diminishment, of fear, of limitation, have meaning in them. It's for the benefit of knowing more about ourselves. And oftentimes those experiences where it's a sense of diminishment come about so that we can know for a fact that we aren't diminished. The thing keeps showing up so that we can see it from another perspective so that we can finally break away from that one sole set of lenses, put on a different set of glasses and say, whoa, this this idea of disconnectedness that I've had isn't actually real, right? I can have the experience of disconnection, but that doesn't mean I'm actually disconnected. You could never be disconnected from intuition, ever, because it is who you are. It's that aspect of you that, that exists on the non-physical plane, but is still connected to all that you are. If you take your hand and you turn it upside down, and let's call the base of your hand your oversoul, and all the fingers are different expressions of that oversoul, they're not disconnected, but they are their own independent expressions while still being connected to the whole. You could use that as an analogy for you and your physical perspective and you and your non-physical perspective. Your non-physical perspective is the base of your hand. It's the palm of your hand, the back of your hand, the meat of your hand. And your physical perspective is those in, are those individual fingers. It looks like they're all alone. It looks like they're disconnected, but they are not because it's just a perspective. So see if you can breathe into the concept of always connected, always guided. What are the ways in which I am being guided? What are the ways in which I listen and I allow myself to feel my connectedness? And what are the ways in which I allow myself to experience the concept of disconnection? When I'm feeling less than, when somebody disagrees with me, when I post something on social media and everyone tells me how stupid I am, or someone argues with me. You know, maybe those are experiences where you feel a sense of disconnection. Maybe you shared something with a loved one and they dismissed you. You know, they made your opinion seem as if it wasn't as important as it is to you. And you disconnect, you allow that to be an experience in which you disconnect from your whole self, you know, through the lens of diminishment and then when you witness that would you want to do it different next time do you prefer something different you get to choose because the wholeness of who you are is right there you are not disconnected you are always part of your greater self having this physical perspective is just one way of recognizing through a new vantage point How whole you actually are. So play with those ideas and see if they don't bring up something new for you. This concept of the imperfection of connecting with inner guidance, because you can hear most likely the furnace is turned on. There's a plane that's gone by. There are different sounds in the background that when you focus on them, it may appear as if my voice diminishes because you're hyper focused on that one thing. You can probably even hear the fruit dryer in the background. There's a slight hum. So if you focus on that hum, the strength of my voice will diminish, but my voice is always here. So that's one example something to play with. Second thing is, remember how you may have to trust and recognize that sensation that intuition is guiding you and giving you You have to trust that and you may not know the full meaning until after the fact. And that's okay. And that's a practice in trusting our inner guidance to the fullest extent possible. I'll see you next time.